0: Hey, everybody. If you're just joining us, we're watching the launch of a brand new podcast. Go, 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 go. go. Yeah! We have a For everyone else, this is Synced.
1: Initiating update. Transmit message. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Synced. This is a brand new podcast with the Patriot Podcasting Network. In this podcast, we're going to be talking about video games. Mostly video games that we just like. Yes, but a lot of stuff about video games. We're going to be showing off uh, new games at the end of every episode. We're also going to be talking about just games in general, our own personal thoughts. We're going to be talking about different elements about video games and what we think about that. And we'll also be updating you with news about video games, and about developers, and anything else that they might have to say. Yeah, about kind of
0: pointing you in the direction, maybe you check out something,
1: or maybe don't. Yeah, maybe we can persuade you one way or the other. Anyway, let's get things started. My name is John. I'm James. And I'm Ben. And let's just kick things off
0: with the topic of the week. Uh, this is a question we've all been kind of bouncing around, is, you know, what really makes or breaks a game? You know, what sets it apart? There's a lot of things that go into a video game's development, so what is it that the one defining element that really makes a game good or completely unplayable. Mm-hmm. I know Ben's got some opinions. He's been wanting to share oh, about this. Oh boy, do I. And you're going to you guys are going to love listening to this over and over again. But I know I've said it before. Sound mixing. Uh, okay. Yeah. Hear me out. Okay. I'm all about immersion, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Immersion is a big thing for me. I want to be able to lose myself in the game. And there's nothing that makes me break immersion and realize where I am and what I'm doing more than when uh, I'm playing the game and I can't hear the dialogue. It's just the worst. So case in point, let's say um, I'm playing Skyrim. So I'm fighting a dragon, you know, and you've got this really epic fight music going. You're, uh, You're swinging, you're sitting there in the middle of combat and you're swinging. And then you hear your follower call out oh I'm going uh, I've been hit or something along those lines Uh, John you can back me up on kind of what what they say anyway the case in point is they need your help you know and there's clearly something that uh, you need to go intervene on and then all of a sudden you don't hear it so I turn around and now Lydia's dead after I spent I don't know how long cultivating her into the perfect pack mule carrying
1: all of my items Yeah, and now she's dead and now I have to lug everything back to town. I agree, you know, and going along with the Skyrim thing uh, there's also a problem where you know one character might be talking about some specific story uh, or s- something pertaining to the story, and then another character walks up and just says their random scripted thing that they do when they see a person and they just talk right over the other person you can't understand them and even with subtitles on their dialogue is going to override the other person's dialogue and now it's like you're in a whole new conversation that you didn't want to be in yeah, yeah so-
0: but that's just one particular game and i have a fix for you know all games in general about sound mixing and everything oh yeah it's called you- the mute button uh-huh. and subtitles <laughs> and you're you know you're saying that thing happens in skyrim and that's fine that just happens in
1: skyrim though Right, but I'm sure it happens in other, you know, Bethesda titles. Name three: Fallout, Fallout New Vegas, Fallout Three. Oh my gosh! Uh, Oh, 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 sorry, just named all three. Anyway, so sound mixing. I like that. That's a good. That's a good thought to have been. For me. Oh yeah, you got something better? I I think I do. Uh, For me. What really makes or breaks a game is graphics and how it mm. looks. Now, there's a lot of beautiful games out there these days, especially with just the release of a brand new game, Horizon Zero Dawn, which we'll get later and we'll get to later in the episode. Um, but I'm seeing a lot of these screenshots of these beautiful, just gorgeous scenic overlooks and things like that, and it's like, man. That really really puts me into the game you know especially we I love the uh, I love the example of Skyrim uh, just because Skyrim is one of my favorite games of all time but Skyrim just looks incredible it just looks amazing and just the the graphics the textures anything about it is just beautiful dynamic lighting even though that's you know a tiny little thing on the flip side of that on the other end of the spectrum though graphics can really really break a game if there's just something that does not look right or if there's something that doesn't work right um and kind of what i'm alluding to here is frame rate Mm, frame rate is a is a big problem with me i know where you're going with this yeah uh the thing about frame rate is that if your frame rate is just terrible and your game is moving like uh someone put it underwater or something it's it just takes you right out of the game. And one of the biggest examples I have of that is Just Cause 3. Called it. Now, if you took a screenshot of Just Cause 3 and you posted it online, you would say, "Man, that game looks amazing." And much like the example of Skyrim, it looks fantastic. And if you were to, you know, take a screenshot from like on top of a cliff or something or the sun is setting across the ocean, it just looks gorgeous. It's amazing. However, The game only runs a few frames faster than that screenshot that you took. I think that's a bit of an over-exaggeration there. Maybe, but it's not far off from how the game actually runs. It runs at a pretty, you know, solid, what was it, 19 or 20 frames per second? Mm. Yeah, like it's, you know, everybody's eating molasses or something, and everybody's just underwater, like, slow motion. And I'm, I'm sitting here playing the game, right, and... I'm in a city, and I'm blowing stuff up, and I'm having a, the time of my life, but I'm just moving so, so slowly. But couldn't it be said that that
0: increases to the level of awesomeness of the game when you have this really slow
1: motion, motion explosion. explosion? See, you would think that if it was smooth slow motion, but it's not. It's choppy. Oh, snap. It's very... And I mean, I wish I could just like show you a game clip or something of it, but okay. it's just... It's so, would you? Really s- bad. Are
0: you are you arguing that it's frame rate or is it graphics? I mean, they're kind of one in the same. Well, because that I would disagree. Because if you look at older games from the you know ten years ago, the graphics aren't great, but the gameplay is still fantastic. You know, you got games like Time Shift. That's an underrated classic, I think. And it graphically, it doesn't look the best, but it plays fantastically, and the gameplay is so addictive. So. I mean, you should probably distinguish between graphics and frame rate because I think those are two separate issues entirely.
1: Right, okay. Well, then, if if we're going off that logic, then I would, I would definitely go with frame rate. Okay. And that it can break a game. Sure. Uh, just because of my example with Just Cause 3. And there are other games, too, that can suffer from frame rate. But one that comes to mind is Just Cause 3 because, you know i i didn't play it when it came out at launch i waited and i saw a good deal online for it and i was like oh i'll buy this game and see how it is and you know james even you were like oh yeah it's a great game and then i got it and i played about maybe 30 or 45 minutes and i just could not bring myself to play any more of it it was it was torturous is what it was it was just so so choppy and so slow and In my mind, it's a completely unplayable game.
0: Yeah, but I think I've got one thing better that makes things worse for a video game. Uh, I'll believe that when I see it. (laughs) You know, I would argue that it's actually game controls that really hold things back. I mean, you, you think that's kind of a simple answer, but it's pretty true. You know, game controls in general need to be pretty uniform and pretty standard and there are games that try to change that and try to do something completely different that pushes the envelope and it ends up just frustrating the player because now you've got controls going all over the place on the controller
1: yeah you know what i mean i can see that uh i can see that with uh especially racing games yeah um, because sometimes they'll map the accelerator to the trigger, the right trigger, right? Yeah. Or sometimes they'll map it to, to the, the A, a button. button, exactly, which is really confusing, especially in games like Grand Theft Auto or Rocket League, where the A button is actually the handbrake. And so, say in like a game such as Grand Theft Auto, where you're playing it. And you're coming around a tight turn or something, and you want to handbrake it. And, you know, get this really cool J turn. You know, that makes sense. And then you go to another game that has you know uh, the accelerator mapped to the A button, and uh, you know you go to start the race and you pull the trigger and nothing happens, and you're like, oh, what's going on? And then you have to hit the A button. Exactly. So however, however, there's a simple fix to this. It's yeah. called button mapping.
0: Okay, let's be clear here. Most games don't come with custom button mapping I'm like PCs. Uh, I'm fairly certain they do. I'm fairly certain they don't. Think they have presets. That... They have different presets available to you. I don't know. They have, like, one or two available. And it's like, oh, you want to do an alternate control scheme. And it's like, they call it southpaw control scheme or, uh, inverted. like, inverted.
1: Stuff like that. Well, sure, you can, like, invert the X or the Y axis. But there's... I'm fairly certain that there is custom button mapping. For certain games, yes, but not every game. Not all games
0: are going to do that. Most games will just lock you into a specific control scheme and say, learn it or
1: leave it. Or I'm fairly certain, I don't know if it was the Halo games or something, but there was definitely, uh, on like a loading screen, they showed you like controls and then they showed you another set of controls that you can switch to. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. I don't know what game it was though, that's the thing. But... This is the thing with modern games now is I'm fairly certain that there is a level of button mapping that you can do. Okay. So so to sum up the arguments here, Ben says sound
0: editing. John says graphics, graphics and frame, frame rate. rate. And I say, of course, the superior argument controls. Mm, I wouldn't go there. Yeah, I'm going to have to. I'm actually going to have to agree with John on his point. I, I hey, think yours you yours is kind of the weaker argument. Come on, man. No. Whatever. Look, you guys can disagree all you want, but let's just get on to the news of our segment. In a little segment we like to call System Update. <laughs> And what better way to start off a brand new podcast than talking about a brand new console? Hey, the yeah. Nintendo Switch. You yeah. think we timed that or something? Uh, I think so. Yeah, talking about the Switch. Oh man, has it got its fair share of problems? Oh man. I mean, we've known about a couple of issues already from playtesting and demos that have been done sure. from uh, reporters who got the console a couple weeks early. Yeah, yeah. But now that it's uh, open to the public, it's this is the third day of launch. Yeah. I believe. And uh, man, oh man, it is not working out well. Yeah, didn't you say there were some storage issues to begin with? Oh yeah, even yeah. before it came out. Uh, there's uh, the fact that there's only a 32 gigabit uh, storage capacity what on the, the world? system. Yeah, that's pretty which small. is pretty tiny compared to today's standards. Like, what is Japan thinking? And <laughs> I mean, and what is Nintendo thinking? Even uh, that's not even considering the fact that uh, most of that space is going to be taken up by firmware. Yeah. by uh, the console's own running program, or its own program itself.
1: Yeah, and of course the games. Oh, and then,
0: and then you have the game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you have,
1: you have a game like... Uh, the biggest game to come out with the Switch at its time of release is uh, the new Zelda game, Zelda Breath of the Wild. And even then, on the box itself for Zelda, it says that it needs 32, 32 gigs, gigs. of storage. And, I mean... Like you said, Ben, when you get the when you get the console, you don't have 32 gigs. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you have 32 gigs, but some of it is taken by firmware, my, and there's probably going to be a day one update coming out within the next few days. It's not day one, which is confusing, but there's probably going to be an update that takes up even more space. So it's just my my favorite part about this whole
0: this this small ordeal, and it can be in fact be applied to everything else. Is that Nintendo has said that oh we have a fix coming for it. More or less yeah. like yeah. Uh, Nintendo here in, in in regards to memory, they said that it will support a two terabyte drive when it's invented <laughs> <laughs> specifically for the console, so yeah, I think it all okay. boils down to they want you to spend more money on accessories and hardwares and uh you know storages storage devices to keep your games in it's that's really what they've come down to i mean you see it in their digital distribution network and i mean moving past moving past this one issue the the uh the switch is plagued by a bunch of different hardware and software issues already out the gate yeah you're gonna expect that when you you're gonna see that when you have any console that launches but i I think it had more issues with its first coming out
1: john you want to speak to that yeah so one of the things that And this is kind of small. And some of these things, you know, admittedly, they are kind of small. But at the same time, the Switch is $300 up front. That doesn't include uh, the games that you have to buy. I think Zelda is a separate purchase price. Yep, full price, Um, $60. So so when you buy the console, there's just these small little defects. And it's just like, I'm dropping $300 on this console. Uh, One of the ones that's really got me kind of, uh, you know, I'm just looking at it like... Man, like what is wrong with this is a lot of people are reporting about dead pixels or tiny little like black dots on the screen. And you would look at it and you would think, "Oh, that's weird. There's a speck on my screen. You try to swipe it away." And no, no, no. That's in the that's in the console itself. That's literally a pixel that is just dead or unresponsive. And Nintendo actually has a statement about these dead pixels. Um, but it's not really something that you would want to hear. And I've got it pulled up right here. This is Nintendo's official statement about dead pixels, quote... Small numbers of stuck or dead pixels are a characteristic of LCD screens. Characteristic? These are normal and should not be considered a defect. <laughs> End quote. Come on. So, so everything's fine. So Please stop complaining. <laughs> Nintendo's Nintendo's official statement is... We oh, meant to do that. This is normal. Don't worry about it. Hey, guys, I got this brand new phone, and it's got a couple of dead pixels. But yeah. that looks fine, right? Yeah, it's not a defect. Oh, good. It's okay. <laughs> so it's just things like that. And, I mean... Nintendo's statement doesn't help. Yeah. Like, that's not reassuring. That's just, like, they know about it, we, and they're like, knowing We've known nah, about this, I'm, but we didn't care. to." F- thanks be- for your 300 bucks. Beyond the dead
0: pixels, there's also the reports of audio issues. There's reports of just physical hardware issues, like the controllers are too small, and they're breaking, or they're, yeah. the screen is
1: chipping inside of the dock. There is There has been one reported, so this isn't widespread at all. It's just one reported case of someone getting the blue screen of death really on their console so it's not uh it's not like as widespread as the red ring of death for xbox but it is still uh it is still the blue screen of death on a switch and one person reported it so it's it's kind of a mess yeah but
0: that's no big deal so i mean Console aside, I've got another new game announcement that I heard about oh. that I think is gonna be
1: big news. Yeah, and we can come back to the Switch at a later time and we can talk about this, you know, more in depth, more about the games more absolutely, about the hardware and stuff. But first, I want
0: to talk about what Ubisoft Massive is up to. Oh, yeah. You've probably never heard of them. They're a new studio out of the Ubisoft studios themselves, and they're developing a new game. Oh. They've partnered with James Cameron, yes. and they're going to make an Avatar game.
1: Hey, there you go.
0: Didn't we already have an Avatar game? We did. Wasn't it awful? It was. There yeah. was a movie tie-in game to coincide with the release of Avatar in I theaters. I And it is terrible. Yeah. I, have, I have reoccurring nightmares about it, <laughs> I think. I don't know how much they're going to take from the old original game. Hopefully none at all.
1: Yeah, it was a pretty bad
0: game, honestly. It's uh, it's a
1: garbage game. It was not good.
0: Definitely one of
1: the few games that I've returned. It's funny,
0: they released a trailer, uh, Ubisoft Massive released this trailer to kind of get some hype up for the game's development, and they sprinkled it, it was a bunch of interviews with the development team and James Cameron himself, and then they sprinkled it with footage just ripped straight from the movie. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) So they've
1: just... So they, have, they haven't done anything on it. It's just <laughs> they're just ooh, remember Avatar it's a thing and we're doing something with trailer, it. This trailer, this trailer that they released, you can't even really call it a trailer because it's just them sitting around and they're just talking about it it's like, oh, this is going to be a great game when it comes out. Yeah. Oh, by the way, look at this footage from the movie. Remember that? That was cool, right? It looks how good it is. So is. We're going to try and make a game that looks like that. I way. think it's a case of James Cameron coming to the developers
0: and saying, I want to make a game about this to build up some hype for my new movies coming out. Can you guys do
1: something? And I himself was just like, sure. I would have even appreciated, you know, even though it's not that big of a deal, even a little bit of concept art of what they were thinking. Yeah, but there's no, not even that. It's literally, I mean... Honestly, anybody, if you have an editing program on your laptop, you could put this uh, you could put this video that they made together because it's just shots of interviews talking with people and then shots of the movie you yeah know? The one more thing I want to
0: talk about real fast before we move on past this segment the uh Microsoft has also announced a g- ga- xbox game Pass yeah that they're going to be doing. Uh, releasing sometime here in the spring so uh, other people have called it like netflix for your xbox console Mm -hmm. and it's effectively you pay a subscription fee every month for access to 100 plus games now these are games like uh current gen uh about two years old now and then games uh that were backwards compatible so and they're all uh covered in that one subscription fee so when you say subscription fee how much are we talking about oh about 10 bucks so I am just paying ten bucks, and I don't have to pay for gold anymore. That's the thing; uh, they're not very clear on this, but I think it's either one of two things. It's either that uh, it's a completely separate fee, and I it's either uh, lumped into the Xbox game or Xbox Live Gold subscription fee. So you know, you pay one month, three month, twelve month, or Game Pass. That's kind of what I am thinking that is or worst case scenario it 's another fee that they lump on top of the Xbox Live subscription fee that you 're going to be paying for, so you 're huh. paying sixty bucks for a full year Xbox Live membership, yeah, and then ten more bucks for the game's pass
1: that 's worst case scenario so, i don 't I mean, think that 's going to be like that, but i wouldn 't be surprised so so my question would be because you can pay you can pay a certain amount of money per month for Xbox Live Gold, but what I do personally is you know about 2 weeks before my subscription is up I go into the store and I just buy I just pay the 60 bucks for a full year of gold um because to me that's just easier and it's I feel like it's less expensive I don't know um but my question would be would they do something similar to like that where you can pay for a full year of this Xbox Game Pass or would you have to pay a monthly subscription because you know I I don't really I'm not a huge fan of monthly subscriptions.
0: Yeah, I mean, it looks like it's just going to be games that were already available from uh if you had an Xbox Live Gold membership. And that's the other. It's thing a lot too. of games that were they already
1: had available for free Is that you that, could download. You know, you know, Xbox Live Gold. It's fine. It's great. So it's, it's all right. It's a necessary evil. Yeah. Um one of the cool things, sometimes it's not as cool, is they do free games with gold yes. every half month. Exactly. So and that this, you know, loo- this just looks like an, an extension
0: ex- of that. And that's and that's what uh I think my biggest I think my biggest issue with this so far is uh what you're saying, it sounds like
1: you get this really expansive library, but you're not actually utilizing all of its value. Yeah, exactly. Or there's a lot of games in there that you you know probably don't want to play. I know there's a lot of games. Where it's like, oh, this game is free with gold this month. And I look at it and I'm like, what even is this game? It's like some indie game from like three years ago Uh, that I have no interest in. Sometimes, sometimes there are some gold gems in there. There are, definitely. I know Assassin's Creed 2, which is, you know, one of my top favorite games. That was free for gold at one point. So, you know, there's definitely some really hidden gems, I would say. But, you know, you kind of have to sift through a lot of the... You but know, with not as popular games. But with
0: this, you're paying, uh, supposedly you're going to pay 10 bucks a month, let's say, mm-hmm. for this massive library. Mm-hmm. And you're not even going to play, let's say, half of it probably know, not because i probably spend about so a month on a game so then why can't i just go buy the game i want to play for like five or ten bucks at like a game stop we'd might, prefer
1: you didn't yeah it might not be that <laughs> cheap either
0: <laughs> we'd prefer uh, you'd buy it on the xbox game store please um, sorry mr microsoft executive thank I'll, you i'll buy it from your store now <laughs> yeah anyway and now that we've wrapped up news
1: it's time to take a look at what's coming down the pre-order pipeline
0: incoming
1: Now, this is a segment of our show that we are going to take a new game that is coming up that hasn't been released yet, and we're going to just be talking about it a little bit, you know, our own personal thoughts, what we've seen from gameplay trailers, what we've seen from any tech
0: demos or anything like that. Yeah, but this week we're going to cheat a little bit because the game already came
1: out, and we still want to talk about it because it looks interesting. Yes, for sure. So this week's game, coming down the pre-order pipeline, which has already been released, is Horizon Zero Dawn. Now, this game is a PS4 exclusive, and it is from developer Gorilla Games, which, if you will recall, are the makers of the Killzone franchise. Oh. And nothing else.
0: <laughs> and if you're not familiar with the Killzone franchise, it's basically Halo, uh, the equivalent to Halo for the yeah. Xbox. For the PS3. For the PS3, yeah. Yeah, PS3 was, and a little bit of the PS4, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. They re released them on the PS4. Right. And they did a. But it was, it's basically their attempt to go. Hey, look,
1: we're doing this a cool exclusive shooter game too. Please come play our system. Yep. This is the same developer who did the Killzone franchise, and this is their newest IP that they're doing. It's an action RPG. Wow, that sounds familiar. And, and it's original. Th-
0: it's a completely original idea. Really.
1: Yeah, completely. It's original. unheard of in this day and age. Yep. It's an open world sandbox. Action RPG. Darn it! Where you fulfill a bunch of side quests? (laughs) You do! There's a lot of side quests that you can do. Yes! So, um, you know, in terms of genre, it's not the most original thing, but it does look interesting. The setting is the most interesting. This is what a lot of people are really hyped about. So, the setting is actually in the future, and what has happened is there's been kind of like this downfall of humanity. Uh, And machines have kind of risen up in our place. And now there's like big robo dinosaurs basically walking all over the face of the earth. And you play as this character who comes from a tribe that's kind of one with nature. And they really only hunt the machines for spare parts and things like that. Um, But something has happened to where the machines have started to become more aggressive and started to attack humans. And so you have to find out why. Mm -hmm. So it's very interesting in that sense. Um, it also has a female lead, which yes, is a it's being big touted deal.
0: by the gaming news uh, world as. Oh my gosh, it's so bold. I mean, well, I, I honestly don't care <laughs> if
1: it's a female or a male protagonist. Yeah, so and, long as
0: they're written competently yeah, yeah. and as so long as they're a good,
1: enjoyable character. Like with the Mass Effect series, you know, you can either choose male or female. Ah. Well, so. that's
0: that's not a very good example because Shepard is arguably the weakest character of that series. Do you think so? Oh uh, yes, he he very much is. He or she, he, he or, or she, she is. is
1: yes. <laughs> So like we said, this game has actually already come out. And early reviews about the game are actually pretty you know, highly praising of the game. Uh, I've got a couple scores here. So on IGN, it's got a 9.3 out of a 10-point scale. From Game Informer, out of a 10-point scale, it's got an 8.75. And on Metacritic, it's got an 88 out of a 100-point scale.
0: Yeah, see, I don't really agree with these scores. I think they're just a little too high, because I've actually bought the game, and I've played a little bit of it. Yeah, you've actually played it. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I haven't advanced very far in the story, and I agree with the criticism that it is beautiful to look at. I mean, it is... A very impressive piece of tech, visually speaking, yeah, I don't think so I've the seen graphics
1: any. are really good.
0: the <laughs> graphics are good, but in this instance, that does not make the game great, really because when you boil it down, it's just the same gameplay over and over again. It's the same problem that Assassin's Creed Unity had or any other open world sandbox game. it's just re- repetition. Really? It's It falls into the pitfall of doing the same kind of samey side quests, the climbing these tall buildings, or in this instance, tall like animal machines to unlock a viewpoint of a surrounding area. You know, it's wow, that sounds like uh, Division, Assassin's Creed, Creed Assassin's uh, Creed, Assassin's Creed. Hey,
1: look, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. All right. Yeah, it's but Assassin's I prefer Creed. a little more variety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. Um, and that's
0: what not many people are talking about, which it's kind of frustrating me because they're all going, oh, man, this is just, just a perfect game. I think uh, Game Informer and Metacritic are better scores than IGN. You really? Yeah. They're at, least, they're at least going down into the 80s. IGN, yeah, I feel like can kind of lean I think it in is a weird ways. I think it is a good game. But I don't think it's a fantastic game. So, yeah. would you recommend this? Not at full price. I would say really? wait until you and wait until there's some sort of discount or sale. At least you could probably wait until it's like forty or thirty dollars. Yeah, but when is that actually ever going to happen? Because if you'll note this, uh, and I saw this earlier, sales for this game have exceeded that for uh, all other launch games, including Uncharted Four um, and No and, Man's Sky. And No Man's Sky, thank you. Yeah. So this is this is already a really high selling game, and I don't think it's going to drop anytime soon. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't help that people online are just constantly posting screenshots and going, "Oh my gosh, look how gorgeous this game is." Here's my thing: if you want to buy it, buy it. Sure. You're already if decided, you have the money. Yeah, you've already decided you want it. Go get it. If you're on the fence about it, wait, wait for it. See how it turns out. Yeah. And definitely wait for a price drop. It's I mean if you're on if you're hesitant about it, it's not worth the full price usually.
1: Yeah, I mean, and kind of going back to the whole graphics thing. Visually, it looks really good from what I've seen on like clips on YouTube Absolutely. and stuff. Um, but that being said, a game that also looked re- looked really good, uh, Witcher Three. I actually played Witcher Three a little bit. Um, and it w- wasn't my favorite game. I'm yeah, not gonna well, lie. you were really in the c- minority on that I one. I know, I couldn't, maybe it was just personal, I just couldn't get into it. But that being said, it did look visually stunning, and it did play very well. Uh, so, you know, I imagine Horizon Zero Dawn somewhat similar? Yeah, a little bit, but I would actually prefer to play Witcher 3
0: more than Horizon Zero Dawn if I have to choose between the two. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> and with that, you've been...
1: Synchronized! Thanks for listening to this week's episode. And if you'd like to help us pick next week's topic of the week, just email us at seeingstarspodcast at dbu.edu. No, hold on a second. No, no, no you and can't And we will that. get back that, to you as soon not, as we can. That's, that's not our podcast. That's not Thank us. you so much for listening. No, we'll see you next time. No, don't time. listen to him. Link data disconnect initiated.